Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to the Live Reality Games podcast. We are talking about Scotty Survivor, Lost in Time. Um, episode five, very exciting. We had a double episode to talk about today. We are here with Lee, as always, Naomi, myself, it's Aaron, and Shane. We got the whole gang today, um, minus Govind, but he can join at any time. Who knows? <laughs> um but yeah, we're here to talk about episode five, the double episode. So very exciting. Um, let's get into it. I'm Yay, so glad well done for your here. first intro. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Thank you. <laughs> now, Shane, you teased that not only was this season crazy, but this episode is insane. And you didn't disappoint. How does it feel to now have this episode out in the open and for have people to have seen it? I'm more worried about the next one, to be honest, because now I got to do the whole backstory of how the fuck that happened. So, yeah, yeah, no, but it feels good. Um, this one was like the one I was most worried about putting out there. So just because I didn't know how I was going to do it. And so now that it's done, I'm like, and it, it was very well received. So that's that's really great. As it should have been. It was a great episode. Can't imagine somebody saying a negative thing about it. Well, maybe except for Parker and Al. <laughs> I think their reasons would be valid if they left negative comments. I would agree, but only them, nobody else. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just want to ask Lee and Aaron, you guys, when you started this episode and we got the very first sort of swap situation. Considering that Parker and Al were like team captains. Did you expect that it would be the two? Oh going my god, home? the two captains went home. I just realized yeah. that. That's crazy. I think like it's. I don't think that that's why they went home, but I think that is very funny that that's exactly what happened when they volunteered to be captains. I literally texted Shane as I was watching, and I was like, "Parker and Al being the captains this is the least surprising thing of 2022." <laughs> it just and felt then- the most obvious. Hmm. Yeah, um, when I was looking at these swap tribes, Parker, I could see him going home because you can easily see him shooting himself in the foot. Mm-hmm. It was like 60% I can see Tina going and then 40% I can see Parker. Aol going, looking at that tribe, I'm pretty sure he would have been the last one I would have guessed that went home this episode. It was quite the surprise, huh? As Naomi said, I was, she texted me and she goes, I was kicking and screaming in my bed at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was watching this episode on YouTube on my phone and I was playing Lego Star Wars on my on the Switch. And then I just realized what was happening. Whoa. I was only watching on my phone and I just started like flailing my legs in my own bed um, because I was, so, I was laughing so hard because it was so funny. I didn't think that Abby would do it. That's the thing. Govin, what the hell is up, my dude? I didn't think I would do it. I didn't think I I know, right? Crazy. (laughs) Now we got the whole crew here. All right, now we got the whole gang stuck together. Um I so does anyone have the tribes written down to review like the second swap and who the new people are? Lee. Who are the new tribe members? So on New Zaman, it's Parker, Henry, Vivian, Xavier, Runjan, Ethan, and Tina. And then on New Verandi, it's Aol, Nadia, Valen, Haley, Abby, Ricky, and Nikhil. And that's the order they're all picked in. <laughs> Govind, why swap again? Why? 
why not? You get beautiful stuff like this. Uh, I think Shane's talked about it a lot in uh, prior podcasts that we had so many different relationships on this cast. We wanted to see all of them and all these different permutations really come to be. And in addition to that, um, just season one was so much just like by the book. We wanted to see as many different relationships form before the merge so that the merge could be as crazy as possible. And we didn't expect the pre-merge to be this crazy, um, but it for sure sets the tone for like a crazy merge as well. Would agree. Yeah. Uh, fair. I think it was a seeing how the last two tribals have went. It was a very smart decision to do a second swap. Yeah, and I um, think the tribes broke down like the way that the swap worked, where you had to kind of pick from each tribe, made the breakdown really interesting too. Where like it wasn't, it couldn't be just like a pagonging, I guess. Uh, which was really cool. And once you do get to that point, I think Shane has mentioned like by this point on these tribes, now everybody has been on a tribe with everybody, basically. Everybody's at least interacted with everybody. So once you get to that point, like especially before a merge, yeah, basically anything can happen. And I think we saw that that played out, at least in one of the tribals. So it was really cool to watch. Yeah, let, let's start at the beginning. We have this great tribe swap people you can't discuss who you pick i love it um and well, then some people right, did uh but i love the rule of it at the very least i love the sentiment you guys uh that this challenge was very fun as well uh i yes, just was, was wondering um shane do you think that people in college survivor like target based on challenge strength like, I feel like I've watched enough College Survivor, but I've never really seen someone be like, you know what, that guy's going to win immunity challenges in the end. Let's run, like, get them out. Because I thought that it was maybe a bad move for, like, Tina to show how athletic she was or Parker or Ale. Like, if you want to, like, you want to be uh, on the lesser side of, like, challenge beats. I don't know. I don't know. This is, like, College Survivor is so different from Fake Survivor. Do you think Real Survivor? Uh, you know what I mean. I had coffee. Not, not really. Not really. Um, not in this circumstance, I don't think. I think it matters a whole lot in, like, the individual part of the game when you realize that, like, they're going to be endurance. But, like, as for the beginning part, I think that people that are good at challenges generally are the ones who stick around because they don't want to lose um but at the same point college survivor is so much more social based because the challenges are so varied yeah and plus with um college survivor the challenges usually now no offense to college survivors they're usually not that impressive like it's a budget thing like we don't have are, the like budget that. of a tv network you know that's that's another thing like <laughs> hanging on to a pole that's sorry aaron for bringing up flashback <laughs> that's impressive but running back and forth and squeezing a sponge that's things that i did in primary school sports day And this if you kind of think about, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Please. I know, I was going to say, uh, you are kind of right with like, nobody really cares about the challenges. I mean, if you look at the Call of Survivor winners, have any of them really won because of challenges? Olivia? Really? 
No, no, I was, she, like, was, that was the... No, I was like, did she ever like ever win a challenge? Like she won oh wait, she was technically throwing that last one. Yeah, she was throwing the last challenge, like I think that honestly it's just more impressive for the people who commit to winning. I gotta say, Ethan impressed the hell out of me in this challenge. Because I've done some like holding up items challenges and I was out first because that shit hurts and it's hard and I didn't want to win immunity that bad and I went home that round. But <laughs> I was so impressed with Ethan and his ability to like uh, be cheerful and sort of like, like Ethan is such a fun spirit, especially in the challenge. Uh, go and, like, do you, you're there for the challenges, right? You get to watch this as much, you know, I know you guys switch yep. off, but you're there to witness it, right? Yeah, I think anyone that wins this challenge is just like insanely impressive uh, because I I just think All like, right, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shane knows what I'm talking about, but uh, I, it, it's the way in which he just seems so nonchalant the entire time. I was out there. I was cold. I was like trying to hold up the camera for that amount of time, albeit like this can that he was holding in the way he was. And I was struggling with the amount of time. I was having to hold this thing firm and like steady. And the fact that he was able to balance it while casually talking with Parker for so long was insane to me. And then when you juxtapose that with the way that like Nadia and Vivian seemed like they were so like dead set and not talking to anyone, like and Haley, it, and Haley as well. Haley, I, I think, was a little bit more talkative than especially like Vivian or Nadia. Um, but Ethan just kept talking and talking and talking. I mean, that's the Ethan we all love, but how you do that in a game of endurance is beyond me. It say. reminded me so much of that David versus Goliath challenge where Christian just talked for like hours. Yeah. And I was like, that's exactly what Ethan did. And like Alec was in that challenge and he was just stoic, like not doing anything. And he lost. So yep. like, I think that that's the, that's the key. You got it because if you're distracting yourself, then you're not focused on like the endurance part of it. You're just, you know, telling stories. Also, it's a slight tactic because you're annoying all the other competitors. That too. <laughs> I was really impressed with Haley. I thought also it was very funny to kind of watch how pissed Nadia was. Like Nadia has that hilarious, like sort of like she'll be she's not gonna complain right to anyone's face, but she's gonna be like, I I loved her being like, why the hell did I stick out in that challenge if I was gonna lose? Like that I I that always makes me laugh so much. Nadia is so funny and like I have to say you guys like this cast is is so funny in confessionals like the people who just like rant to the camera I feel like sometimes like we're missing that in college survivors and like you guys captured a thousand percent they're so fucking funny okay guys let's talk I was just I was impressed by oh. Tina being able to oh sorry not tina being remote this girl <laughs> she was like i'm going to a cabin for a whole fucking week and we were like because we only have what because of the way that this season in particular worked was that we were on a very abridged schedule because one of the cast we were supposed to start a whole week earlier and then one of the cast was like jk and we were already a week behind, so we were already very limited on time. And then Tina was like, I'm going for the week. And we were like, well, fuck. And it's not like she gave us a ton of notice either. So we were like, well, really? Well, let, the, let the record show. Nadia was invited to that same trip. 
Nadia chose not to go, <laughs> which we did appreciate. Did she choose not to go for Survivor or because yes. Tina was going and she didn't it, want it, to it was, it was for Survivor, but I think there was a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really funny. So, yeah. It reminds me, uh, if anyone's seen the community episode where, like, people are on iPads and, like, moving around on segways, that's what it feels <laughs> like. Especially when, when you guys carry the, the computer to the voting booth, even, th- like, that kills me every time. <laughs> that's the funniest part. Oh, my God. That happens a lot. <laughs> uh, Lee, Aaron, when you saw these tribe breakdowns, I kind of knew, I, I had a gut feeling that Parker was screwed, but who did you think was most screwed on Verandy? Like, who on the new Green Tribe did you think was, was going to be in the, on the struggle bus? Um, I didn't, I didn't really know how those I dynamics think- were going to shake out, if I'm being honest. Like, I think that that was a really interesting Tribe breakdown because you didn't have a lot of people that were super close to one another. Um... So I thought that it was really interesting, but then one, and cause I, I didn't really know where Valen stood until she was like, you know, it's Ricky or it's Nikhil. And then once that conversation started, I got real scared for Ricky. I was actually terrified for Ricky for a while. Um, so I'm very glad that it didn't end up being him. Um, but I think that's probably who I was most worried about when I saw that tribe breakdown. Cause I was like, I feel like up to this point, you know, Ricky has been able to rely on having Vivian to protect him. Um, but he didn't have that anymore. So. And not only that, Vivian was like, I'm ready to get rid of Ricky. Right. <laughs> too. She just didn't want to do it herself. And was even hinting to Abby that maybe. Uh, she- I think Abby- uh, hearing the tribe. What's happening? Oh, just go ahead, uh, Lee. I think for me, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. I think for me, um, not just seeing the tribe names before hearing anything, I think Nadia would have been worrying because she had the relationship with Tina. And then Ricky was also worrying with people being like, oh, don't trust Ricky. And especially when I saw that Ricky and Al were on the same tribe and Al went off last episode being like, Ricky's the most untrustworthy person. So seeing this, I was like, Ricky's in trouble. Nadia could potentially also be in trouble. And then everyone else I was either fine with or I couldn't remember who they were. <laughs> I was, you know what I thought? I was surprised that, uh, and I thought it was a good thing for the game in general, that Xavier and AL got broken up. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they, them getting split up into two different tribes opened up the whole, like, uh, to gain a lot of other people. Ale was not as powerful as he could have been without Xavier. Very fun story to share about that. Uh, sorry, oh jumping a little bit God. ahead to Ale's vote off. But so Ale finishes his, like, final confessional uh, where he's basically like, okay, I have more time to now study. I'm so over this. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, then he walks away to um, the other side of campus where he's, like, still a little bit like um I'll mad and um, i'm with him this entire time talking with through like hey dude like if you ever want to play again this was so intense how you went out you've been a wonderful person like uh all all that stuff and xavier just walks up and xavier knows al's plan of like taking out abby so xavier's like okay yeah how did the plan go dude and then al's just like 
did you do this? Are you the reason why? <laughs> and Xavier's like, he's like, what the hell just happened, dude? Like, what do you mean? Did I do this? Uh, so then watching them like figure out like, oh, shoot, maybe we're not running this game. Uh, was like such a moment that I think you'll begin to see Xavier like also internalize. But that that was just such a funny interaction of Xavier walking up on AL still processing everything and just seeing how that then impacts Xavier's game moving forward too. Oh, yeah. Well, also the other thing about the the swap, little little bit of production drama is that we actually did it wrong. Like we we were so like caught up on like we like said the wrong like tribe name. We were like pick from the wrong person. And then we realized our mistake. So we had to go back and do the whole thing over again uh, because we didn't want it to be like unfair. So we just redid the whole thing. Uh, it actually happened twice. <laughs> Third time's the time. We were quite incompetent. We had like three different tribe configurations. And then by the end of it, we were like, okay, now we finally got it together. Go meet your well, people. Part of it was that we got confused because they were saying things and we were like, uh, okay, like we're going to just trust their, like we were, we were trusting them a little too much. Yep. Uh, have you not seen this cast? You know not to trust them. <laughs> yeah, we thought Prod could trust them. Like, it was midnight. Lord. We were tired. You should not oh, ever trust contestants. Yeah, that was a mistake, but we got it eventually. And also like the, the, the best part was that they were wildly different each time. <laughs> So I would love to talk about one team, one fight. I would love <laughs> to get into it. Um, because for anyone who doesn't remember, Parker, you know, Miss Tina's at the cabin. She can't be bothered. She's on vacation. Um, and Parker decides to say, hey, guys, we're all here. Sounds like we should vote out Tina. I love the way he kind of says it, too. Like, he doesn't even, like, pitch it. He just sort of says, obviously, this is what we should do, guys. So I'm glad that you're all here to listen to me tell you what we should do. Uh, and it's very, very amusing. Um, the, I'm a big believer in one team, one fight. Like, is what, it's like the U.S. Army teaching this. I don't know where one team, one fight comes from. I've never heard this in my life. I played sports. I never heard that in my life. Like, Shane, what is this? No fucking idea. No idea. Like, could not tell this you. Is, this is the salt into butter of the season. <laughs> yeah, very Eric vibes. Uh, um, but, like, at least this one, like, at least makes a little bit more sense. Like, that made no sense. This makes, like, a little bit more sense because, you, like, you understand where the sentiment is coming from. How not in the game of Survivor. Exactly, that's my point. Like, not in Survivor, like, at all. Oh my god. I, I I love also this is like such a bad group to pitch that to considering that like Tina is from originally the Green Tribe and you have like Ethan there and Run in there and like it's not a great well, group to be receptive to it. Even though you well, know OG. I'm pretty sure they actually all were accepted to it because it was Tina. Because it's like if you have to target any of the green people, it's like of course you're gonna target the one that flipped on all of us right away. Oh, so I'm pretty sure Runjin. She yeah. was scored for like a hot minute, and then then everybody was like, "Okay, what if we?" But if everybody's voting Tina, like we can do something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that anybody necessarily wanted to go out of their way to protect Tina. They, I think, the vibes I got was they more so just wanted to get Parker out 
more than they wanted to protect Tina. Like, that's how I read it. I think they were just like, you know, who might be a better vote, actually? Is this guy <laughs> who thinks that we are all on the same page all the time. Yeah. And then so- changes the plan. <laughs> <laughs> changes the plan because somebody found out he lied and then he's like oh no i didn't lie (laughs) (laughs) okay so that's what i want to ask govin and shane govin what is the biggest mistake parker makes in this whole kerfuffle like what is the top tier mistake he he made and you can only take one I, i think my response will probably be different from shane since parker's made many many mistakes uh, what what I what I think is uh, the idea of like not taking the Keith Nail advice of sticking to the plan. Like if you are pitching this plan, see the plan through fully. If and especially if you want to be this beacon of honesty, then be honest fully the way through. Um, like this is as explicit as you can make your strategy by gathering everyone around, and declaring it right then and there. Um, and I honestly think that if he sees it through and doesn't do all this shady stuff. He's maybe not the one that goes home here, um, but then he just tries to overdo, overplay his hand. And uh, I was actually talking to him about this like last week, and he was like, "Yeah, no, Henry really got in my head, dude, about like trying to do all this other stuff." Um, which I, I don't know if he still hasn't internalized that like maybe he should have like been more on top of his own game and he had more autonomy than he's giving himself credit. But that's my uh, take on that. Shane, what's yours? Uh, Pretty similar. I think once he started mentioning Runjin, of all people, that was definitely a mistake. Um, And especially, I think the the cherry on top was saying that if Ethan hadn't won, he would have gone for Ethan, because Ethan is clearly in the most powerful position on this team. So why would you say that about the immunity winner? Like, what the fuck? And then on top of that, I think Parker would have been fine if he had stuck with his Tina rainy day plan and just gone for Henry. They wouldn't have been mad about going for Henry either, but he is all about the boys. Um, But if he truly trusted Vivian, I think she would have jumped at an opportunity to vote out Henry. I don't think she very much wanted to vote out Parker. I think she just did it because everybody else wanted to, and he was not really doing much for her. Yeah. The gay, the boys, but not the gays. I loved, I loved that moment of Ethan and Wrenchin in this episode being like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, they're they're such a funny like group together. Um, I, I also, Shane, it's a great point. Like Vivian has no incentive to fight for Parker, and Parker has not done himself any favors. And so, what are you gonna fucking do? You just let him kind of fall to the wayside. Um, do you think that? Like, do you think that Parker just, like, second-guessed himself, like, over and over again? Because to me, it was like, okay, you know what? Pitch Tina. That, that's what he's going to do. That seems smart. And then he would just, like, completely backtrack on what he was doing. And I was, I was so confused by the way that he would sort of respond to situations. Is it just like he freaks out every time someone implies that he lies? I think that he was just so tunnel-visioned on Runjin from the beginning of the game that once that became he felt like it was a possibility it kind of just like never left his head it's like this is my chance to make a big move he got power hungry i think um Mm -hmm. and felt like he was in a position of control because he trusted vivian who she said she was with xavier she was he was like i've got the numbers because i've got tina too 
because she doesn't know that I've done this stuff and she's not talking to anybody else. So like, I'm going to be fine. And I think that he was so tunnel visioned on Runjin being the puppet master from the beginning that like, he was like, this is my chance. If I can chime in on what I think Parker's biggest mistake was, I think it's just assuming that nobody else talks to one another. Like, I think <laughs> he has that assumption that like he's the only one having conversations or that people only think the things that he's told them. And so it's like as soon as somebody confronts him and is like, oh, but like I heard this from somebody else. He's like, hold on. Other people are talking. And I feel like those are the moments where he gets kind of in his own head and like changes the plan and things like that. I, I think this is also his first time where he's like the person in charge of the Zaman cohort. Or like previously it's Aeol. Then on the last swap, like sure, Nadia and Tina are in a bit of a rough patch, but it's still Nadia there who's like dominating a lot of their discussions. Now, Henry's never going to out-talk Parker. Henry's a quiet dude. So now Parker has free reign to decide what his side, quote-unquote, is going to do. And I think that got a little bit to him of like, now I'm calling the shots and I'm going to go crazy calling them. For, for me, it was him going to Tina and Tina being like... I think like, Parker's oh. biggest mistake is opening his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely loved Tina in that moment. She was just like kind of bit braining, like figuring out everything. But it was like she noticed like the weirdest details on him lying. Like first off, like the fact that she wasn't the target was already a red flag to her. It's like, wait, why are you not targeting me? I'm the worst. And then her being like, wait, why are Xavier and Vivian on opposite side of the votes? Because they were originally on tribes together. It's just like. It's the weirdest reasoning, but yet she's making the most sense. Yeah, Tina, queen of not knowing anything about the game and also knowing everything. She has the information, she just doesn't know what to do with it. And I, for one, respect that. I also don't think she wants to do anything with it. I also don't know that she, like, could. Because she's not in a position where she has much agency. Like, nobody's like, hmm, I wonder what Tina wants to do. <laughs> Poor Tina. I love her so much too. I love her too, but she's, she's just so fucking funny. Nobody wants to work with her. I, I did say that she's living up to that blind moose on ice quote. She's she was not wrong. I agree. <laughs> um well oh, Tina's I, just great. <laughs> I also I really appreciated Runge in this episode. I feel like uh there's someone who like has the fighting survivor spirit that I really appreciate in someone who plays college survivor. Like they would never go down without a fight. Um, and it, it was really funny to sort of watch just everything kind of get spun around on Parker. Um, and I, I, I'm wondering for like you guys, you know, I know that going and you kind of have a better idea, like Lee and Aaron, who do you think really turns this around onto Parker? Like who is the, Obviously, Parker's kind of the mastermind of his own demise, but, like, who also contributes to, to this downfall? Probably, like, probably Runjan and Ethan. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like if Ethan even, like, expresses an idea, like, he is a person who has a lot of agency. If he even, like, suggests something, people are like, now that's an idea. Like, people listen. Ethan talks and people listen. And I think that that's huge. Um so I think that if he even, like, breathed a little bit of, like, 
hmm, like Parker's kind of annoying. Everyone would be like, yeah, let's get this guy out of here. I actually think it was Xavier. I think that Xavier. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Xavier, because I feel like he was, like, the first one to throw Parker's, or the, the idea of voting Parker to Vivian, who then kind of related to Runjan and Ethan, plus with Xavier. And then once they kind of saw, like, they were all okay with voting Parker, they kind of all, like, yeah, maybe it would be better to vote him off rather than Tina. I think all three of them really did a number on it. Like, it wasn't like one person but i think xavier yeah. definitely got the wheels i mean ethan obviously always wanted parker to do it but he wasn't going to be the first to say it so yeah but i also think that puts ethan in a really great spot because ethan is not like a name thrower outer even though like what he wants is getting done uh, and he's in a great spot he's not throwing out people's names where people see that he's like a godfather right but he is the people who he wants to go home, go home on both tribes. You know what I mean? Like he's getting shit done. And I really appreciate that about him as a player. It's almost kind of like Omer from season 42, but I don't go that far just yet. Uh, it is really well, fun to uh, play. Ethan had a lot more to do with um, the shenanigans hey, on the Randy mess than was shown it's not what you all are thinking but he definitely <laughs> did some um detective work and not counsel and that's well, how they knew to play the idol so shall we jump over to this other tribe huh let's talk about it the the tower hour of the season i mean govin from, from your perspective i want to know like what what were the chances of AL going home with this tribal council to you? Were you prepared? Like, did you get another like info dump like thirty seconds before tribal? <laughs> uh, first things first. I, I just thought this was fucking awesome. Like, this is like in my mind. I think like peak pre-merge content because you don't expect like this sort of like festivities or stuff to happen and then when people are playing this hard and playing idols multiple idols at a pre-merge council i'm like this is all you could really hope for but um as far as a info dump i was not privy to an info dump of any sort but we did know that this was like happening because we knew that abby was going to be playing the idol um as far as who exactly nadia was going to be playing her idol on if abby played an idol that part I was not fully sold on, like, knowing where that was going to go. I thought there's a non-zero chance that Nadia plays the idol on Aeol, and then Nadia actually goes home uh, instead. So I didn't know where that second one went at the time, um, but that was, like, the most likely outcome from, like, a host standpoint. Um, of, of I knew she was playing on herself. Like, I watched her confessional five minutes before. I was like, there's no way this girl plays it on anybody besides herself. Like, but you just, yeah. Govin, you just pitched me my nightmare scenario, which is, like, that <laughs> she plays the idol and she goes home. I, 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 I would have refused talking to Nadia podcast. afterwards and being, like, before she realized that, like, there was a brief moment of just guilt where she's like, I just sent AL home by misplaying my idol. And then you see the thing in her mind being like, oh, but if I don't play it on myself, I go home. Oh, oops. Um... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then I think there's another bit of like, oh, what if I don't play the idol at all? Which is stuff I think you'll see her reckon with too. But when you see the person you're voting out go home and you've heard your name from Nikhil, like you got to play the idol on yourself. I don't falter for that at all. 
No, I think, yeah, people can say that she wasted her idol, but I don't think she in any way did. Like, was it a successful idol play? No. But was it a smart idol play? Yes, absolutely. Like, mm. you're panicking in that moment when you see the person you voted for play an idol, and you don't know where all those other votes went, but you have to play that idol. I think that's a really, really good point, Erin. Like, the biggest fear is that, like, they've realized that you're a threat. And not to mention, I think we forget, that, like, I'm sure the Nadia Tina stuff was still sort of vaguely on the front of people's minds. And while she doesn't know all the shit that's been going down with Ale and Abby, I think there's certainly a part of her that would think, well, maybe they're trying to break up me and Tina now would be a perfect chance to do it. Um, and good for Abby, man. Like, good for Abby. This, what, the star of the episode, right? She would get, like, a fishy <laughs> award. Um, Lee, what did you think of, like, the tribe dynamics in this episode of the new Brandy? Um, well, great job on Abby for never leaving Brandy and being the green kryptonite to AL Superman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was so convinced she was going home the entire, well, once her, the tribe segment was going, because it's like, unless this girl has an idol, which we don't, which we had no idea of any other idols other than Nadia. It's most likely she's going home. Nobody's going to flip because Valen is has Stockholm Syndrome with Zaman and Mikhail is there. I'm not wrong. No, you're no, not. No, that's why we're laughing. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it, she has, like, Zaman Stockholm Syndrome. And then Nikhil doesn't have a brain of his own. So he has just does what he's being controlled. So I thought Abby was going. And then when she pulled out an idol, I was like, wait, why does this girl have an idol? How does she get this idol? We had no clue that she that even she was looking for an idol. I'm like, huh? And then Nadia was running off and it's like, well, she's obviously gonna play her idol. Is it gonna be like a weird cancel vote? And then it's like, wait, I, and then once Govin started reading now, four votes for Nadia canceled, one vote at, no wait, well, other way around. And there were two votes left, I was like, they split the votes on AL, didn't they? And then he kind of confirmed it. <laughs> there were a lot of great moments in that Tribal Council, but my favorite was Govind saying, Nadia has fled Tribal Council. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for somebody to do that. It's like, somebody says, bring me your torch, and then there's like, you'll never take me alive, and then just <laughs> runs away. <laughs> you can't vote me out if I'm not here. Um, the, the best I ever saw in a live reality game was somebody, it was in a park, but somebody did not bring their bag to tribal council and they were, they ran to get their idol from their bag. And the host said, no, that doesn't count. You didn't bring it to tribal. It's at your camp. And they got voted out and they could have saved themselves with the idol. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I, you guys, I understand, you know, you put your bags over to the side. So it's like, you know, her, it's still there at tribal council. But I do um, think that that's very funny. We didn't like, even have, like, you'll see in a future season, maybe. We don't have that rule. We didn't have that rule before. So, like, there was one person who just, like, fled. And we were like, we don't know when they're coming back. <laughs> I have my idol. They left when we weren't playing sessions, so we didn't know that they had left. And we didn't make a rule about it, so we were like... But we turn around and they're gone. And we're like, where are they? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we couldn't exactly God. stop it. And then we were like, well, we didn't say that they couldn't go. So, like, I guess we'll just wait for half It was before people started voting. So, we were like, okay, like, 
Weird. Okay. I thought I lost my idol once. It was the most terrifying moment of my life. <laughs> I, I um, always say it, it, it's always impressive when a player makes you add a rule to the rule book. That's how you know that they're playing hard. Is that mm-hmm. you have to go, we have to change this game to, to prove it from them <laughs> so that they can't break it more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the funniest idol thing I've seen, it's probably one of my favorite moves I've seen in a survivor. Uh, no one will know. It's from an MC survivor. Uh, it's the final six. This guy literally stands up while everybody is voting and be like, should I play this idol? And it's like three people have already voted. And everyone's just like, well, no. And then he gets up about to play the idol. And it's like, you know what? This is go- I'm going to just sit down and wait. And then he gets voted off 2-2-2. Two, two, two. And then with a 3-0-0 to zero, zero revote. <laughs> oh it was so funny. <laughs> oh, that's tragic. It was it's so it. hilarious. I really, really hate to see it. <laughs> and it's so funny because he was like so arrogant in like his priest in like the confessions right before tribal. And he wasn't even the main target. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, oh. Mm. We should mention if you playing Survivor. I'm just kidding, guys. Um, <laughs> no, well, I, I okay. Questions for Shane and Govind. How, like, the alliance of Valen, Al, Nadia, and Nikhil, do you think this had legs? Like, was this an alliance that really could have gone far have, had Al made it through this round? Absolutely. 100%. More uh, like, like butt buddies for whatever reason. I don't know. I, I, I think all of them were fully bought into that. Uh, I think Nikhil especially is already being told all this stuff from Xavier about yo, you can you can trust the the other freshman over here, and he's vibing with uh, Nadia a lot too. Like I, I think, and that Saban group is already so tight. Like if. The ringleader is not taken out here. I, I think that group rides for for a fair bit of time. Also, Valen is like fully just drinking the Kool Aid, which is just like for me, it was so irritating to watch. I was like, Valen, girl, please flip, like for the love of God. Yeah. I was super. Yeah, I was just gonna ask if you could give more insight into her like decision to go with that side because I was like super disappointed. Even when she was kind of like talking about it, she was like, at this point, it's kind of like Ricky versus Nikhil, like. How do you choose Nikhil in that scenario? I don't know. I think that they just did a really good job convincing her that she was, like, with them and, like, making her feel included. And, like, I don't know. She just was, like, I don't know what she was doing. She didn't feel like she needed to flip. Like, she was in a position where she would need to and, like, felt like her game would, like, suffer if she did. I think there's also a little bit of, like, Joe's her best friend in real life. Ricky just turned on Joe. Like, she's not going to now, like flip to save to work with the people that just blindsided joe um Ricky tried to save joe to be no, fair that is true i don't think that had anything to do with it really okay never mind then yeah because nadia vote with joe yeah i mean Rick, yeah. She, she knows like she was scared that like that was gonna happen to her but like she knows deep down that it wasn't ricky who was doing that um i i i'm hoping that we'll see it next week i just want to know like for Valen, was even in her ear this episode. Like, that's yeah. what I anticipated, and it's certainly for Abby. But uh, that alliance is something, like, 
it, like again, Ethan and Valen just showing like the importance of even if you don't vote together, even if the vote doesn't go your way, making an alliance with somebody is so important to save you down the line and be beneficial to you down the line. And I think this is a great moment for that. Where like, who knows? Like, I think there's a world where like people just kind of look at Valen as like, well, she's you know in the middle of everything. Like, Valen's a good player. Like, she's not the Godfather at the moment, but. Valen is a person who I think uh, certainly has some threat level to her. And uh, it, it's great to see Ethan, like, helping out and sort of navigating the waters towards voting out AL. It's very funny to me. They don't, they don't really talk much about the vote um, because Valen knows that Ethan is close with Abby. So they don't yeah. really talk much about it. But there were some other things that you'll see in the next episode about those, too. I'm more excited for this next episode of Sky Survivor than I am for the real episode of Survivor. Like, I'm so excited. I well, can't wait. With, especially with the next episode of Survivor, I'm pretty sure it's going to have that stupid twist from last season. Yep. It most definitely will. It is. Boo. Uh, let's get rid of the whole point of the show and decide your fate on blind luck. Alright, so we, we need to discuss yes. how... Did Abby get the idol? I just want how Abby's a puppet that? master, obviously. I don't think she is the puppet master. Oh, she's gotta be. No, I'm like I'm like 95% sure at this point Abby's the puppet master. I, if if I again if if I'm right and Runjan was the puppet master, I want somebody to I'm gonna go back, clip myself saying put extreme ways over it, and then edit in the episode of Sky Survivor. I'm team Runjan Puppet Master the whole time. Um, but I, I, Aaron, I don't think it's a, I think it's a good point. Like, Abby is definitely playing harder than I think any of us expect. And she's been so, like, yeah, she's been so behind the scenes. She didn't really have to do much early on. But if you're, like, if you're a hard game player and you don't get to go to tribal right away, you got to en- entertain yourself somehow. So why not become a Puppet Master? You know? Why, like, why not get your chance on an idol? Why not get somebody to give you information? Um, my only like drawback, like that 5% is I feel like the puppet master is a good player, but there's somebody that's not good enough to not set themselves apart from everybody else, you know, because becoming the puppet master is an isolating, you know, it's an isolating thing. You're putting yourself out there as the puppet master. And obviously that's going to be a target. So you're not like, you know, peak player, but you're still playing hard and you're still playing well. Um, so I feel like it could be Abby, and I'm I'm really pretty sure it is, because otherwise I feel like we would have seen her find the idol. And now I'm reading into the edit, so you're welcome, Shane. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, do you think it's possible that somebody may have given her the idol? I yeah, that's what I think. I think, somebody give, I think somebody gave her the idol. And the more... Could, could I no? Could Ethan actually be the puppet master? What if it's Joe? It's what if it was be- Joe and he got voted out? <laughs> <laughs> then Abby. he wouldn't get it wouldn't have been to Abby because that was like the one person he didn't trust over Randy other than Tina and <laughs> it would have been to Haley the and love don't, of you, think, don't yeah. you don't you think that Joe would have played the idol <laughs> maybe he um, didn't have it at the time maybe I'm just bad at remembering what tribes they all started on who knows um, <laughs> I will say the idol was found day three okay here's here's my hey. here's my thought Maybe it's like a like a Runjan, Ethan, Abby, like all, everyone goes looking kind of thing. Because here's the thing. 
the puppet master, I think Aaron, you're totally right. Puppet master is an isolating thing to do, right? But what if you and a friend become the puppet master? What if you and your pal become the puppet master? And then it's a two person secret. So then you are creating a tighter alliance. You're fucking with a bunch of people, but it's not just like a, a secret. It's, it's like a shared, uh, shared experience. I don't know. Could be. I'd be very excited if that were the case. That is very cool. Interesting. I don't know what. I don't know why y'all are like trying to figure it out. Like Tina admitted in the Discord that she's the puppet master. <laughs> that's Ethan. <laughs> that that's Ethan pretending to be Tina. By the way. Oh, it's actually. Oh yeah. no. That's oh, I knew it wasn't Tina, but I was like, who is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was Tina this whole time. Ethan that's has a weird fascination with both Dorothy from season one and Tina from season two. <laughs> Dorothy. Ethan submitted an application on Dorothy's behalf for All Stars today, and I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna read what he. he so name Dorothy Lou, major Dorthology, year PhD. <laughs> no, you have it. Um, yeah, yeah, just everything. Uh, and then phone number Dorothy Lou. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Poor God. Dorothy. So, so you're saying she's not coming back for All Stars? <laughs> we just put out applications, so it's not yeah. No, All Stars applications like have just just gone live. Oh, I'll fill uh, one out. Okay. So... I'll tell you what there's not to bring them. <laughs> well, Don't insane. bring back the <laughs> yikes. <laughs> Yeah, I can't oh say God. that because I feel like players that I don't want to see back are like once a year, like, oh, they have to be back. All right, all right. You're gonna... <laughs> That's and a whole different yeah, podcast. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask Shane and Govin, like, this split vote plan, especially certainly a minority split vote, um, is it all Abby? Are we going to see it explained a little more next week? Like, where are the origins of this plan I mean, coming together? I mean, I can just like tell you guys like i'm not like afraid to like just say it because it's gonna be an episode tomorrow like they all know like they are all aware that the idol is being played they know oh like they are aware before the votes happen that the idol is being played and so all three of them are in on the plan yeah i kind That's of i figured that it's well abby didn't just go by the way like <laughs> at council oh. she wasn't like I thought uh-huh. he meant like the whole tribe knew, and I was like, "Then why were we both Abby?" Sorry, I just like no, no, I no. couldn't make sense of it for that's, a second. and Ricky. Okay, okay. I could tell. Yeah, I could kind of get that just by like Haley's lack of reaction when Abby was like, "I have an idol." Well, also Haley was yeah. like, "Also saw Haley's." She was like, "It's," and I even yeah, I even like tried to sneak. I like threw in very, very, very subtle clues of being being them being like, "Okay, we're gonna split the vote," and like. Like yeah, very, in subtle. some confessions. Oh, sorry, no, no, you go for it. And I know because I was saying in some confessions of Haley how she was like she was talking about splitting the votes with like two on AL, two on Audia, and I kept thinking like she just realized that's still minority. Like one of you guys will still go home, and then her mentioning that she somehow knew Nikhil was playing both sides. Like, how did you know that they were pl- that he's playing both sides? Are you being told this? We'll find out. I don't know. doesn't strike me as the as the subtle type. Um, it was more <laughs> somebody going absolutely 
fucking crazy. <laughs> a little bit stalkery. A little bit stalkery. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Also, I'm also it's, Ethan, it's, then. What? So I mean, Ethan, uh, then. Yeah, it's Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> I love that about Ethan, though. Like, Ethan is committed <laughs> to the game. Like, he is, he is participating, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Henry and Akil could take notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, but I I mean, the joy of this episode, I think, is that we get what Survivor is all about and what idols are all about. You don't need a shot in the dark. You don't need like a fucking smash an hourglass. Like go get out, get your ass up and work. Go find an idol, go play an idol for yourself and split the minority vote and send mm-hmm. them home. Um, and I wonder, are we going to get this question answered? Like they must know about Nadia's idol therefore because of the puppet master, right? Uh, well, they don't know about the idol because of the puppet master, but everybody has assumed at this point that Nadia has the idol. Interesting. Yeah, because everybody kept saying how they thought Al or Nadia had the idol, and then mm-hmm. most likely Nadia. And it yeah. will be abundantly clear as to why that everybody thinks that in the next episode. I can't wait for the next episode to be only flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just purely only flashbacks. It's just one flashback episode. Nobody goes home. It's just a giant vote, flashback. Vote the challenge irrelevant. I love that. <laughs> I'm here for that. Like, it's literally, we will maybe be like 30 minutes into the episode before you even see anything. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the genius where all of a sudden something happens and then the first, then after that, like 20 minutes is just, so this is how this all happens. <laughs> what did I tell you, Shane? Watch the genius. Oh my god, Shane, you haven't seen The Genius? No! Oh, it's I so know good. the game, obviously. I'm aware of how it works. No, yeah, it's the editing of The Genius. That is like the yeah, 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 yeah. Like so epic. I, I've only seen one episode. Oh my god. First, everyone should watch The Genius, first of all. Uh, but that's like... Oh god, now I'm just thinking about... You know, maybe I'll just rewatch the whole genius. I, you know, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> but that, I think, is the beauty of... of this kind of editing and you know survivor i don't think would normally sort of have this big of a teaser but i think that it's a it's like a statement to the to the way that you guys are editing this season is that the mystery is still unfolding and like there are all the clues you know mr policeman i gave you all the clues and we're gonna see like how it all breaks down i'm super excited and like i don't think many college drivers have ever kind of done this um certainly we've seen a little bit with like idol hunting but nothing i think is elaborate so i'm, I'm very excited and i love the genius really let me just it. say when when as I, when i first was watching this all happen i was like okay i'm gonna show everybody like what happens with the puppet master right away like i'm gonna show who it is and everybody's gonna know and then i was like i was getting some opinions from people and they were like why don't you just do it the next episode and then I was like, wait a minute, why don't I just do it after the AL vote and just have the entire story? Because in my opinion, the next one's kind of boring. So I was just like, let me just <laughs> use this episode to like spice everything up. Right before the merge. I'm guessing like Nikhil goes home then. Make everything just go crazy. I just mean like boring in terms of like, it was like live. Like it just happened right in front of our faces. So like. And they only had 20 minutes to discuss it. So, like, really, like, it, just, um, it happened very quickly and there's not much content. Um, uh, okay. 
but like I was like, okay, I need to fill. I literally was like, I need to fill the time with something because otherwise it's going to be sub 20 minutes. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> just like, you're just watching it. It's just like, you're mostly just reading the subtitles because you don't get what's happening. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, can I, I just have to give a shout out uh, this week to Haley and her confessionals. She was cracking me up as well. Um, just like doing some ASMR whispering to the camera and telling us about what was going Ooh. on. Like, Editor's worst nightmare, by the way. Just saying when people don't talk loudly. Uh, listener's worst nightmare as well. I hate yeah. when they do that weird when whispering talk. I but, agree, um, though. I thought that this was Haley's breakout episode for sure. Mm-hmm. She's such a funny character. And now for Andy has the most tribe members left. And I wonder mm-hmm. if everyone's going to, like, kind of realize that. Like, everyone's, like, worried, like, oh, Zaman sticking... Well, to be fair, it was Verandi people that were worried about that. The whole, like, Zaman sticking together. All the Verandi members are sticking together, despite everyone wanting Tina gone. Yeah. So it's, like, five Verandi, four uh, Dorit, which are pretty much split down the middle, and then three Zaman. And wow. you, Come can't, on, you have Nadi, who's in... <laughs> Yeah, and it's a lot of the big players of Zaman that are gone because yeah. other than Nadia, it's Valen and Henry. To where Valen is kind of, she literally has the rose-colored glasses or Zaman-colored glasses on, and then Henry is just kind of in the background. <laughs> it's like you forget he's there, but he's like hiding in the shadows. Not the Zaman-colored glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I wish we titled these podcasts because I would just pick a lead <laughs> quote every single time. I think that, that, is, that is the title of the episode. Zaman going. <laughs> I love that. Um I also want to check out- in like the lower third <laughs> wearing Zaman <laughs> colored glasses. I'm a, you know what? Going in and changing it. <laughs> Um, I I just want to say also that Ricky actually had a pretty good episode considering how much he was being targeted. I thought Ricky Mm -hmm. did a great job of like finding his group of people to work with. I mean, Govin, I I don't know about uh, me as the observer, but I thought that Ricky had a lot of like active participants in like what was essentially potentially going to be him going home. Yeah, a ton of active participants in a way that he should have had none. Like, you are working in a world where, like, the only person who, like, truly you were close to um, is, like, on this other side now, uh, or on the other tribe. Uh, no way in He also doesn't really care about you anymore. That too, that too, apparently. Um, I care about anyone. And, like, no, she doesn't. ingratiate himself. The way he was able to ingratiate himself in, like, this new, like, Brandy group, super, super well done. Um, so I think, like, huge props to Ricky for sure. Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to do something that I forgot. Hold on. That's not exciting. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, so I, I just want to read... Um, some of like the YouTube comments because they they crack me up. Uh, three certainties in life: death, taxes, and Abby staying. Verandi. Um, also, Randy the duck getting into the intro was great. Uh, of that for Randy. Um, Shane, 
How many different versions of the titles are there? Do you do one for each episode? What do you mean, like of the, the lower thirds? No, no, no. Like, like the ex, like the intro title sequence. You're exporting like a new video every episode, right? Oh, like of like the like the like the in, like the thing where we like play the music. Yeah. Yeah. So, the the uh, intro uh, moment where it's like yeah. each name and it just chills one of them. Swap and then the merge. Okay. So like y'all are crazy. <laughs> Too many. Um, I don't know how long that takes. Uh, and uh, another great comment. Um, I think is like. Uh, oh, where to go? Um, Superman will also be missed. I guess idols were his one kryptonite. Uh, great comment as well. I, like the the YouTube comments are strong, and, and we're always talking in Discord. I mean, guys, let's. I guess let's just leave in there and let's just say our final puppet master predictions, right? Like we got we we only have one. We have like twenty four hours until we find out who it is. We should we might as well call our shot. Lee, who is the puppet master? Lee freezes. The puppet master got him. He's just pondering. We'll never know. This is fun. Aaron, who's the puppet master? Uh, it's Abby. I'm I'm putting all my money on Abby. <laughs> I would not have ever predicted that it, with the first couple episodes of the season, but I feel like this was like in the way that like well, much more so. Like this was Haley's breakout episode, but this was Abby's episode. You know, like she owned mm -hmm. it. She made it hers. It was her move. She let you see just how smart she is. And I think she could absolutely pull off being the puppet master. So I'm I'm all in on Abby. Um, I still think it's Runjin, but I think it could definitely be uh, somebody from uh, it would be. Dorit, right? Because it would be which tribe would not have started on pink, so then it would be somebody from the mm -hmm. blue tribe potentially fucking with the pink tribe and the green tribe. I'm very excited to find out. Um, and more than anything, I think that like these this episode like will go down in like the college survivor rates as like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened. Um, do you think guys, now that the time has passed, that AL and Parker might be interested in playing All Stars, like especially oh, AL, considering he's, you know, AL. So, uh, you want it, Chan, or should I? You can go for it. Uh, so we just had—I uh, dropped a little bit about this in the Discord, but we just had a Survivor mini for the seasons one through four cast to play, and and Shane hosted that. Um, and a lot of people were playing again to see whether or not they would have interest in like trying to do this like fully for another season. Um, and our, our boy Ale ended up winning the entire mini. So I think he's still got a lot of survivor left in him. Um, we'll see whether or not he actually sends in an application, but Parker's graduated. No, he's uh, sending in an application. He did his video. Oh, he's done his video? Okay. Ale likely going to be not the last time you see him. How you, he'll play differently is going to be very interesting. Um, but Parker is uh, going to be gone from CMU by the time season five starts. So... Uh, I think this is a wrap on Parker's story. I'm locking AL in as my winner pick for All-Stars. Bold, right bold, 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 bold. <laughs> wow. We were just saying who we thought the Puppet Master is. Final guess. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with Vivian. I've been saying it since for a while, so I'm just going to stick with her. 
if it's Vivian, I'm gonna lose my shit. I love Vivian. We haven't talked about Vivian a lot, but you know, I think I think Here, we all okay, love wait. Vivian. I will give one little like I showed Govin this morning and he lost his shit. Um, the one thing I will say about the have you guys seen Iron Man? Which like, one? Have I seen Iron Man? Have you seen the Iron Man reveal? Yes. It is no. that. It is <laughs> okay. Just before you watch tomorrow, watch Iron Man. Like watch everybody go watch the Iron Man reveal, and yeah. you'll know. And yeah, but when Downey goes like I'm Iron Man, and they all just go like, like all the you know like the photographs come. And stuff. <laughs> Aaron said, "Hold on." Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how we've done it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. This was. This was completely come up with by the Puppet Master. This had nothing to do with us. This was their idea. So, yeah. Wow. I can't wait to see the Puppet Master be announced in, like, the next string of Marvel movies. That'll be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Puppet Master will return in. <laughs> in All-Stars 2023. Puppet Master will oh return God. for All-Stars. That's right. <laughs> the Puppet Master is back. <laughs> But it's like a different puppet master. Ooh, when that'd be fun. When somebody yeah, else like past- does the puppet there, master. There was a semi puppet master in a future Sky Survivor season. Slight tease. <laughs> does somebody try to recreate it? Not really. <laughs> Shane's we can talk offline. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Um, I, I will just say. Go subscribe to Sky Survivor on YouTube. They're on Instagram. They're on Twitter. Leave a comment, like, join us on the Survivor subreddit Discord where we talk about College Survivor, especially Scotty Survivor. Um, you can follow Live Reality Games. Uh, you can subscribe to listen to just the audio podcast. You can subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Uh, there are lots of links in the description, so go there. Uh, and most importantly, um, Join the Live Reality Games Facebook group because we are casting. Lots of games are casting right now for an incredible summer of Survivor games and Big Brother games and other format games that you've never even known because they've never made it to TV. So go, go and play a game this summer. Guys, Aaron, Shane, Lee, and Govin, thank you guys so much for being here as always. It is such a fun time talking Scotty Survivor. Uh, So let's say bye to the folks at home and see you in 24 hours for another freak out, huh? Bye. Bye. Bye.